It's the only way I can stand to be in the same room with you. I just got to laugh, try to be funny and quirky. So you leave me alone. Can we just get this mission over with so I can go back to playing my crystal computer? These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. Somewhere in the future, far away from here, travel is awaiting on a last frontier. Into this world of unknown danger, they ride. Dead a galaxy, rangers, heroes in the sky. No gas, no glory, no pain, no gain. One for all. What's up, Internet? You're listening to Episode 7 of the Series 6 Podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers! We are your hosts. I'm R.D. I'm Jay. And I'm Orbital Bacon. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. This time around, we'll be reviewing the seventh episode, titled Wildfire. But before getting into that, there are a few people I want to thank and give a shout-out to. First of all, let's welcome our very first guest co-host to Series 6 Podcast, Mr. Orbital Bacon. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. It's appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Like, I always like talking about cartoons. Awesome. Orbital Bacon and I have been working uh, together for some time on various projects. Uh, Some of those projects have already been posted on Swagwave's YouTube channel. Uh, Others... Still in production and will be released by other individuals. Yeah. Because mysterious, that's why. <laughs> mysterious uh, mysteries. <laughs> uh, is there anything I might have missed? Uh, no. Yeah, most of our stuff is on uh, Swagwave's channel. It's like stop motion stuff. You know, we do voice work uh, for him. And uh, uh, it's like Marvel, Transformers, stuff like that. And then, yeah, there's the uh, the other Transformers project, I think, that you're also on as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know how long that one's <laughs> going to take. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the stop motions are pretty fun. And, you know, it's good practice for the voice work. Definitely. Is there anything else that you're up to these days? Uh, that's mostly it. Uh, I've actually kind of partnered up with Swagwave, and I also help with the effects on his videos. So, like, when you see the little yes. blazers and explosions and stuff going on with the action figures, I've added all that in there. And then... Yeah, I see some of your work. Very impressive. <laughs> thank you, that's yeah. It is. That's right. I agree, man. That's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got into... Uh, I really got into it when we started dabbling in the Dragon Ball Z videos. I'm like, oh, man, th- this stuff needs to look right. Because, you know, there's such a iconic look to their beams and explosions and their powers and stuff like that so it had to look just right so i kind of stepped in there and helped him out with that we've just been kind of partnering up ever since that's good stuff what are you using to pull off some of those special effects or is it is it a secret (laughs) sauce no i mean really it's uh, like uh, probably people would be surprised to know that a lot of it's free software or at the um at the most it's it's cheap software you know that i haven't spent too much money on stuff i haven't you know, paid like the hundreds or thousands of dollars for things like After Effects, or I think now you have to get a subscription to it. I don't even think they sell it anymore. But yeah, uh, they don't. Yeah, so I I don't even do that though. It's um stuff like Hit Film 
if you've heard mm-hmm. of Hit, Hit Film Pro or Hit Film Express, where um, there's a free version, but there's also they offer like uh, a la carte kind of uh, packages. So if you're just working with certain types of effects, you can just purchase their packages for those, which is what I do because I don't need the full thing because I'm not going all out on it, at least not yet. Uh, so I got a couple of like the sci-fi and action explosive packages, things like that. And um, from there, I'm just kind of like self-taught, like the hit film themselves have a YouTube channel where they do tutorials. Plus there's several other, if you just search YouTube, there's tons of channels that um, do really well, like really informative and well-explained videos on how to do uh, certain types of effects in either hit film itself or after effects, which is so similar that I've been able to just apply it. So there's nothing like, there's no like secret or like, Oh, you, you know, you have to know it's really just learning. It's uh, acquiring the skills on your own. That's the the secret to it really is just going and figuring out and learning how to do it on your own. YouTube can be a pretty amazing resource. Yeah. Yeah. It really can. It really can. Yeah, no, I love YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's I mean, I never even really thought about it as a tutorial source until recently. It's always just been entertainment. But now I've been using it for tutorials uh, for many things, you know, voice work, uh, setting up, you know, sound uh, studios and stuff like that. You know, it's great. Great resource. Orbital. Yes. Were you familiar with Galaxy Rangers already or or were you coming in completely fresh? Uh, Coming in completely fresh. Like, uh, I mean, just the name kind of implies something i'm like okay it's probably space cowboys and it is space cowboys holy gooseman but uh yeah but i uh never (laughs) never (laughs) even heard of it or anything which is odd because i i own the entire series of saber riders and the star sheriffs which is like the same thing nice okay it's not the same thing, but nice. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was gonna. I'm glad you said something because I was like, wait. Well, like I said, I've only seen one episode. They had robot horses, so I was just sitting there like saber rider. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Galaxy Range. No, we're big fans of uh, saber rider. Uh, yeah, too. love love it, and all its terrible voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> saber rider had an actual saber that was like a lightsaber. It cut through whole ships. What? Remember that? Saber Rider would just run up on the, he'd do that same scene every single time. Oh, that stock footage. It was in the intro. Right, he'll cut the ship in half. Yeah, in the intro, yeah. Every episode he did it. Just about every episode. Head him up and move him out. I love that. Ramrod. Why do you get Optimus? I know Optimus's voice. I was like, hey, that's Optimus. Yeah. Really? Ramrod? That's the best name they could come up with. I love it. (laughs) Ramrod. And you know, uh, what's his name? The blonde guy was Rob Paulson. Oh, really? Yeah. Freaking uh, Raphael, Yakko. Yeah, he's in there. Uh, Krang from Ninja Turtles is in there. Michelangelo from Ninja Turtles is in there. What? That is, it's, it's a star-studded cast giving, like, the worst performances of their career. I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. That's awesome. And Peter Cullen's in every episode. Yeah. Head him up and robot. move him out. <laughs> I love that. Power stride and ready to ride. Ready to ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking cowboys. Let's do this. Bang, bang. <laughs> love it. Command acknowledge, April. I was like, what the Yeah. Oh, and that was <laughs> the right. one episode where that guy was like, April, I love you. That was Rob Paulson, too, voicing that guy. Oh, oh, wait was, a minute. He was like a creepy cowboy with a long yeah, hair? Yeah, the rapey cowboy. Yeah, that was like, oh, April, man. you're mine. Yeah, that was Raphael. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, dude. Oh, oh I love that show. I did too. 
Now, for us, it, it, you know, for me and RD, Saber Riders should come on right after Galaxy Rangers for us up here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was pretty cool. They did a whole little cowboy block for us. Yeah, and Brave Star was right after, too. Now, I do remember Brave Star. I loved Brave Star, dude. You, did, you know what's interesting? There was actually a Brave Star movie where you got to see him learn how to use his powers. He doesn't know how to use Strength of the Bear or any of that stuff. <laughs> it would just happen sporadically. There was one incident on a ship. You know, Asteroid hit the ship and Strength of the Bear just turned on because he needed it. Because he didn't know the magic words. He didn't. That could be bad when you really have to go to the bathroom and power activate or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, break the toilet. He's like, <laughs> ass of the bear. <laughs> Let me talk to our listener for a second. Okay. Oh, 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 our two listeners. We have two? We right. have a second listener now. Dude, what? Rabbi Bob, what they, up? They doubled. Really? Yeah. I think we might have a third. I told one of the dudes that. He's like, What's, where is it? Where's your podcast? I was like, oh, this is where it is. Here's the links. Nice. We networking. I know. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I, I told a friend and he pretended to be interested. Oh, <laughs> I like that they pretend. That's great. Maybe that's what was happening. I was just believing him. I'm scullable. You just gotta believe. I it's know. like magic. I know. Okay, listener, you may have noticed the opening theme for this episode was a little different. That's because I replaced the usual official music with the powerful vocals of Eric Cruz. He's a friend to Series 6 Podcast and a huge Galaxy Rangers fan. Uh, he showed me his Ranger wares. Dude's got both DVD volumes and the original soundtrack. I didn't even know like a, the soundtrack for the show existed, but it, if you think about it, of course it does, right? Like The music is amazing, so how could they not make a soundtrack for it? Oh, dude, it was so funky. Listener, you can find uh, Eric on Twitter. He's at Eric Cruz Music. That's Eric with a K and Cruz with a Z. And uh, that is his Twitter. Dude's got a YouTube channel where he puts up one-minute covers uh, for all these different songs. I mean, he does all types of music, not just uh, Galaxy Rangers, but he just happens to be a Galaxy Rangers fan. That's how we cross paths. Uh, so, guys, I have a topic today. Okay. Yo. Shoot. Uh, we're all fans of the action animation genre, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, many characters in such animated shows have their own signature vehicles. Right. Uh, in some cases, the character was the vehicle. So my question to you guys is, is there one particular animated vehicle that still gives you the chills to this day? Orbital? Yeah. You're new here? You go first. Uh, oh, man. Okay, well, I, I almost feel like I'm being cliche, but I love the, the 90s animated Batman. And the oh. Batmobile, you know how it was like super long and sleek? Yeah, yeah. And it had... It had that sound. If you ever heard, noticed it in the episode where it was idling and it had that like that really gargly like engine. Mm. Oh, I just awesome. loved yeah. it. It just made me feel like, you know, gave you that feeling that it had a lot of power behind the engine. And, and it had that uh, retro look to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so sick. So sick. So I, I still love that thing. Jay, what was yours? Oh, man, it's going to be a blast from the past. Soul Bianca. Remember the ship? I knew you were going to say that. Of course it is, man. It was always my favorite. <laughs> the abstract design of the ship is kind of an organic, um, artistic, artsy-fartsy design for a Japanese animated ship. And like when it powered up like fully, it was, it was nuts. Like Pieces would open up, and then it shot this killer ray that wiped out there the enemy at the end of the episode. What was, it? What was Sol Bianca from? 
Um, it's a Japanese anime called Soul Bianca. Oh, okay. okay. And the ship's called Soul Bianca. I'm just trying to picture it. The ship is sentient, right? Kind of. So the girl with the black hair is part of it. The ship itself is like kind of some space swan. Some, I guess it's like a celestial being of some sort that just travels the universe. All female crew of pirates or mercenaries, something like that. What about you, RD? What's yours, man? Mine was the gymnastics team van from the Mr. T cartoon. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, that's horrible, man. No, uh, I've always been a fan of sporty race cars. So it was a really close contest between Hot Rod, the prime killer, Fireball's car from Saber Rider, yep. and the Mach 5 from Speed Racer. What? Ah, uh, yeah, the Mach 5 yeah. is going to be in there. So, but in the end, I got to go with the Mach 5. Like, all those gadgets did it for me. Oh, man. Have you seen any of the remakes, man? Uh, yes. Animated remakes? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I know. Yeah, my son loves the, um, what was the last one? It's like Speed Racer's son that's driving the car. And there's a Mach, whatever it is. I don't know if it's Mach 10 now. I don't know. It's stupid. Oh, uh, is that the one that's, like, Flash animated? I feel like that's it. Yeah, they go into like a school based on racing school. Yeah, and his um, yeah, it's, it's and ra- garbage. <laughs> I know it's garbage, dude. But that's from the early '90s, I believe. I don't know. My son loves it, man. It's on like one of our little movie channels that are free, so he finds he found time to watch all of it and just enjoying it. And I was like, this is lame, so <laughs> lame. And I, of course, I can't I can't say it in front of him. Looking at it, I'm like, no, no. You know, I, I, I can't stand that about myself. I always, like, I say, that sucks. And like, <laughs> yeah, like, there's a kid that likes it. And I'm like, you're like, stepping all over his dreams. I was like, I can't. You feel bad for a second, and then you're just like, I'm sorry, kid. You have terrible taste. <laughs> yeah, just walk away. Just walk away. So, yeah, it was it was the Mach 5 for me. And plus, it came with a trunk monkey. Yeah, and they they usually had candy with them. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. That made me mad on a regular basis, man. I can't even. <laughs> you think he'd ever learn, like, you know, before you pull out a driveway, check your trunk. Spritel. If you don't sit your little monkey wear suit, but take your boy with you. You little spiral <laughs> hat wearing bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't even treat him like a big brother would treat his little brother, though. Maybe he was special or something, man. He couldn't do it. <laughs> Oh, that's Spidal. He's special. He's, gotta love him. <laughs> He's breaking into the trunk with his little monkey. Dad! Monkey's in my trunk again! Oh, that little bastard is just slow. You let him be. <laughs> you touch your brother, I'll kill you. <laughs> I thought there was candy in the trunk. Oh, jeez. I just want to race. Hey, Pops is always threatening him with a crowbar. <laughs> Back here, you little shit. <laughs> Would have beat you. I will beat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blood, there was candy in there. Oh, ridiculous, man. Are we ever gonna ever just realize we're gonna keep tracking jokes all night? We're never gonna get around to doing right. this episode. All right, all right. So, um, this episode aired on September twenty third, nineteen eighty six. It was oh. written by Henry Beck. Now, up until now. We haven't really gotten into uh, air dates and writers, but I figured a little more info on the episode we're covering couldn't hurt, you know? Yeah, that's good stuff, yeah. So, yeah. coincidentally, I already had decided this, but coincidentally, uh, we I, I got I, I was actually uh, put in contact with one of the writers uh, of the show. Oh, good stuff. Oh, wow. 
All right. And he said he was planning. He said he was planning to give us a listen. So uh, Dan Fiorella, I hope you enjoyed the pod enough to uh, to make it this far. We'll be getting to the first episode he wrote soon enough. It's episode sixteen, titled "The Axe." Oh, I, uh, I really I, looking forward to that one. I know that one, man. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You got to commit it to heart, huh? That's Dude. cool. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, please forgive us. That's right. Forgive us now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and special thanks again to Rabbi Bob on Twitter for uh, putting Series 6 podcast on Mr. Fiorella's radar. Yeah, thanks, Rabbi Bob. Appreciate it. Yeah, I really do. Or do you know I remember everything, man. I, it's like a steel trap, dude. All this stuff. Yes, sir. Okay, guys. So, Henry Beck only wrote one other episode on the show. Uh, and Wildfire was in that one as well. Who? I'm guessing he probably created the character. It's like one of the last episodes. Okay. So... This episode starts with Zachary Fox recording a Picard-style captain's log. You get an exterior shot of the huge freighter ship that they're in. All of the rangers are aboard for this mission. Um, They're transporting a shipment of lithium-25 isotopes to Reno Colony 6. So currently they're flying through a a field of asteroids called Jawbone. Now, can you explain to me why the asteroids, they they had like... um... Were they engines or what were what was inside? Uh, they, they were being mined. They were being mined. Okay. Yeah, those were all asteroids that had that uh, had been through the mining process. I really liked the look of it. It was very like visually striking, and I really liked the look of it. I was trying to you know kind of figure out what was going on. I liked that they didn't just explain it all out with a bunch of babble. But it's funny mm-hmm. that you mentioned a Picard style intro because I also noticed they were playing some fourth dimensional chess. Yes, yes, docking goose. No, no, it was uh, Zach playing with Commando Handlebars. Oh, yeah. So, like, he was sending his next move along with the status update. Yeah, playing some Star Trek chess. There you go. And he was kicking Handlebars' ass, too. He said that his king was in check. So, like, upon hearing uh, Zach's, Zach's report, my first question was, what the flip-flark are lithium-25 isotopes? Uh, but that question got answered pretty quickly. Uh, so as he wraps up his report, Zach reveals that he's been playing that three-dimensional g- uh, game of chess. Uh, and Zach orders Doc to check the status of their cargo. Now, Doc says the explosives are stable. <laughs> what? The f- yeah. Explosives? He's like, why are you delivering these? <laughs> so yeah, that led me to my next question. Why the <laughs> hell are you transporting explosives, stable or otherwise? And better question is that why are the most expensive rangers in the whole thing are the ones tasked with this job mm-hmm. the experimental right. series uh, range, I was like, it's series, five. series 5 we're series 6 they're series you, you 5 you messed me up man with the name that's just killing me <laughs> so why are they the ones tasked with the job of actually transporting this stuff I'm like if anybody I'd get like the series 2 guys or maybe the the point five <laughs> guys the point five guys could do it the Apple 2E guys <laughs> it's right just a big band of red shirts yeah, by the way, the animation is a style we haven't seen before, and uh, seems to be used for the entire episode, it and it looks nice. It is. It looks good. I actually have that noted here as well, that the animation seems really nice. Right. Mm-hmm. They're portrayed, and they move very nicely, except their faces look a little strange, like kind of small for their heads or something. I don't know. I wouldn't know, because it's my first episode. <laughs> so, well, I think they were also trying to get a little bit more um, emotional expression in the, in the characters, too. Because I can, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, there's a lot more emotion from actually from Gooseman, who usually isn't 
as emotional as he was in this episode. He seemed to be smiling a lot and, you know, jo- yeah. joking a bit more than he usually is. I'm like, what? So, I mean, I think that was it. I mean, the thing I thing I noticed right away was this um, kind of camaraderie of the team that you hadn't really seen. You saw them working well as a team in some earlier episodes, but you never saw them kind of like just kind of casual with each other and just, you know, yeah. working together. And like just, on a personal level. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of expressive, Zachary's eyebrows were off the hook in this episode. <laughs> it still gets all face, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's like, he's like almost angry all the time. Dude. I don't even understand. <laughs> like, you get those, you don't thread it. You think he gets threaded, dude. Are you threatening me? <laughs> My wife's still in a little cold storage, so, you know, I gotta do something. Keep the look for the ladies. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Nico chimes in to say the scanners have picked something up, uh, possibly a ship in trouble. So Goose, being a ship guy, he IDs it right away. He says it's an X nine rock hopper shuttlecraft. Uh, insert Tim Allen grunt here. <laughs> Rip out the inhibitor. This baby will get you to Kirwin and back before supper. <laughs> Goose is the manliest man that ever man man. That's right, man. He built his ship. You know that, right? He built it? He built it, or he definitely talks about it. At least he tuned it himself. Okay. The Interceptor features pretty prominent in this episode, and uh, like I talk about it at length. I think basically he's just trying to impress Nico. Yeah, probably. I am a manly man. So they all they get an audio of uh, the, sh- the call that the ship is emitting, and it turns out it's Cody Wildfire Carson. Goose, at that point, looks giddy. Like, they must be old friends. So Wildfire's being chased by three Imperial drones, and they're closing in. Cut to the funky music. (laughs) (laughs) So he kind of looks like the Prospector from Toy Story 2. Right. Stinky Pete! He he does. Spoiler alert, man. There is a Prospector in the series. Yeah? Yeah, I think that's the Axe episode he's in. (laughs) Spoiler alert, he's even called Stinky Pete. (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> that would be great I was going with it. he's Alfredo Aroma oh holy shit that's even better <laughs> yeah so Stinky Pete manages to make one of the drones crash he brings it on like a chase and uh, takes like a sudden turn and makes it crash demonstrating that he's a pretty good pilot right but he asks the rangers for assistance uh, with the remaining two Zach Tells Doc to Google Carson and see if he's got any warrants out for him. Damn. I mean, it seems like Eyebrows doesn't really GAF what happens to Wildfire. Not right now. He's like... <laughs> he's more interested in, in getting his record. I think he's yeah. more interested in saving his backside. He's like, can I shoot this guy now before he crashes into us? If I kill him, will I get in any trouble? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Go- Goose is all ready to bail him out. Uh, but Zach doesn't want to attract the attention of the, the drone's fire because their cargo is explosive. Right. He doesn't mean glown to smithereedies. Yeah, I totally forgot about that until he just mentioned it. Right. So I got the feeling I get the feeling those pesky isotopes are going to be a constant source of indigestion for this entire episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Doc tells Zach that his fear of the drones turning on their freighter is now a reality. So uh, it's basically because Wildfire led the drones to them. You know, that's why you like that guy. That's why Gooseman likes this guy. He's like, he doesn't give two flying. Yeah, you know what? And that's why Zach hates him. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's just like he's too. 
Uh, so Gooseman says, that tears it, and he heads for the door, and then Zack shouts, I'm giving you an order, Ranger. Be careful. Yeah. Uh... See? Now, you know Zack only said that to save face. It's pretty clear that Goosewood is still headed for the launch bay while flipping double birds over his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Instead, he, instead he just gives him a smirk. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he don't Yeah, care. so instead, he's, now that he's got the green light, he gives Zack a patronizing thumbs yep, up. Instead of the middle like, You know, whatever you say, boss. I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> then he turns the corner and he's like, scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, suck on this, Zack. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> do you think Do you think uh, there's any Rangers that secretly hate each other? Secretly? Um, as far as this episode man. goes, not so much, man. I think Goose hates him, man. I don't think so, man. Uh, look, I'm going to point out the evidence as I come across Okay, it. man. I think I think Doc secretly hates all of them. <laughs> Fine. You know what? That's, that could be true. I think that's true. That's why Doc is always so happy-go-lucky and shit, because he's like, I don't care what you assholes think. <laughs> yeah. like, look, we got these bombs. No, they're fine. It's they're fine. It's, it's all great. bull. He's like, I'm faking the fuck. Look, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's got that weird, like, diamond computer yeah. thing. Yeah, this is telling me they're fine. Look. He's giving everybody nicknames. It's just like, <laughs> and he goes home and just talks about them. Yeah. It's just like, that's the gooseman. He doesn't even know how to do his hair. I don't even know what to say about that guy. <laughs> it's always hair with you. Yeah. Well, he's got floopy hair too, man. So it just makes he's sense. got that Stevie B hair. Not Stevie B. Who's the other guy? He reminds me, uh, um, oh man, why am I blanking on this guy? The guy that did the Ghostbusters song. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Why am I blanking on it? Ray Parker Jr. Is it really? No. Is it really? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I know my 80s MTV. Okay, dude. I'm going to go with it, but I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Goose jumps in his Ranger Interceptor, telling Alma to prime the drives. And out the launch bay he goes. So this sequence highlights what a beautiful craft the Interceptor is. By the way, uh, Frogsy from Macross World, giving him a shout, even though he doesn't probably listen. F you, Frogsy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out. Frogsy. Suck I, it. I quickly took the shout out back. Like, shout out. I mean, suck it. <laughs> no, no, Frogsy from Macross World uh, pointed out to me that the Interceptor is shaped like a, a buffalo or a goat skull, like you see in old westerns. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, pretty that was, brilliant observation, I, right? Yeah, did, that dude spent a lot of time looking at it. Was this, <laughs> yeah. was this the guy that modeled it? Uh, that was him. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, he, he did a 3D model of it once. That's what made him notice that. So uh, Alma offers to shoot one of the drones. And Goose says no. It fires manually, destroying it. Uh, then he and Wildfire exchange pleasantries while flying side by side as the last drone pursues them. So Goose drops back and lets Alma take the shot. Okay. Uh, Alma kills the last drone while Goose scratches his nuts, <laughs> demonstrating the advantage of having an AI co-pilot. <laughs> okay. So uh, while all this nut scratching is happening, uh, Doc is showing Zack his Google results. Carson is wanted for anything you could think of, he says. Uh, I don't know, Doc. I I could think of quite a bit. Yeah, that's sleazy. Dude, I watch Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, So Goose brings him aboard and immediately Stinky Pete starts in on Zack. 
<laughs> I haven't seen you since you were a young buck in the academy, and I heard you got bionic mods. Like, he completely downplays what was probably Zack's most traumatic experience, you know, having to get half his body replaced with bionics. Right, right. I love how, like, as soon as he acts like he knows him, though, all three of the other guys where just kind of look at him like, what the, wait, you know this dude? Zack act like he didn't even know him at the beginning. He's just kind of like, look him up on a computer. <laughs> I don't know this jerk. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. I'm Uncle Steve. Zach had the perfect response. You're under arrest. <laughs> so, oh, and um, before I forget, we owe Rabbi Bob <laughs> some more thanks. So he he's the one that provided, Jay, did you see the, the image? I think I might have sent it to you. Uh, it's a full body diagram of Zach's bionics. I think, no, wait, maybe. Did you, which way did you send it? Did you text it or? Text. Yeah, I believe I texted it to you. Okay. So. I missed that. No, I thought it was more of your image. art. I thought that was more of your art. No. No? No, 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 no. That, that was, that was like, uh, get this. I thought it was like, a, I thought it was concept art okay. that I had never seen before. It was actually from the show. He stitched it together from a, from a whole bunch of different frames. Oh, nice. And just assembled it. Nice. So Because they never actually show a full body shot of Zach with his bionics. But yeah, that was, that, that was pretty amazing. Uh, so yeah, I was impressed by that. Anyway, uh, Wildfire suggests that Zack change course, and Zack asks why he should listen to a criminal. Immediately, the ship runs into a couple of mines and gets crippled. Right. Because Zack would rather be a pompous know-it-all than listen to somebody else, right? Right. So, uh, Zack ordered, he, he's doing the same thing that he did in the last episode, man. That whole, uh, I know better than anybody else, I... <clears throat> That whole uh, part of Zack's attitude is like, ugh. <laughs> what was the planet Finoki? Yeah. Or as James Cameron calls it, Pandora. Because he, he basically stole that episode and made a movie out of it. Isn't there a Finoki <laughs> swamp somewhere? A real place? Yeah, in Georgia. Hokey Finoki? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, man. It's like a... Yeah. Okey Finoki, yeah. So anyway, Zack orders Goose to take uh, all of Stinky Pete's gear and throw him in, in the brig. He does that. And, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was blaming Zach for the freighter being uh, trapped in a minefield. Uh, well, you know. A minefield that easily could have been sidestepped. It could have been, yes. but, you know, man, I think I think Wildfire got to the point a little bit late. He was like, yeah, you mm -hmm. might want to go to the left a little bit. Yeah. Now, it's not like he said, hold up, Zach, I know you want to arrest me, but we're going to crash some mines right now. I think Wildfire was kind of slow on the draw on that, man. I think he wanted to get him. Oh, yeah. He wanted to, like, he wanted to go, told you so. Yep. Right before he gets thrown in the cell. I absolutely believe that he knew what was he was doing, man. Because he, he was playing Zach. He was playing Zach the way he knew Zach would act, man. He's like, yep. Yeah, he knew Zach was going to do shit up instead of uh, just listen to him. <laughs> right. He's going to jerk up. <laughs> so <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, they're surrounded by a group of hostile ships. Now, the group's leader hails them. He's a mean-looking cowboy type and introduces himself as Virgil Garrett. I thought it was one. No, there's one big ship, and then there's all these little ships around them. Okay. Virgil, man, he sounds like one of those rednecks from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> you galaxy Rangers better get out! Oh, man. <laughs> that that yeah. I mean, Carolithium! <laughs> <laughs> they better get out! 
So Garrett's got no eyebrows nope. and even less charm. All of this hair is on his chin. It's just that little bit. He's got that little <laughs> devil patch there. Yeah, he does, man. But that brow creates the illusion of eyebrows. <laughs> He's got the the caveman like <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Cro Magnum brow. Yeah, the Cro Magnum forehead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so he demands that the Rangers hand over Carson. Zach threatens to arrest him, but Garrett knows that the freighter is all effed up and vulnerable. Uh, so Garrett hangs up with a threat and then uh, tells him to get out he says he's going to turn them into space debris so then uh, after he hangs up Zach orders Goose to bring back Stinky Pete uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry I, keep, I love it man uh, I kind of switch between Stinky Pete and Prospector and whatever, whatever man. it's um, good man it's still the same guy it's fine a buzzer goes off and then, you know, it gets Zach's attention. It's coming from Doc's terminal. So Doc explains that the containment field is degrading fast and they're going to blow up in an hour. <laughs> he has a, he's pretty accurate with the time, he's I swear. with that, man. So he orders Doc to work on it. And then he checks on Goose through like a video com. And he's like, where the hell is Carson, Goose? I knew I should have brought Buzzwang instead of you. <laughs> And then you see a little flicker of hatred in Goose's eyes. So unfortunately, the staring contest will have to wait. Carson escaped the brig. So Gooseman heads off to hunt him down. He flew the coop. (laughs) But that's not the only good news. Now they have to disable weapons and comms so that Doc can prevent the death of everybody aboard. Right. Before that hour is up. Goose finds Stinky Pete trying to steal the interceptor. Luckily, Alma stops him and calls him both sir and a boob in the same sentence, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I know it was awesome. <laughs> that gave me a chuckle. It did to me too, man. It was pretty silly. But yeah, trying to steal the Interceptor. If I were Goose, I would have kicked his ass on principle alone. Goose drags him up to Zack, and Carson, unrepentant about the attempted Grand Theft Interceptor thing, derisively calls Alma a uh, talking female eyeball. Yep. <laughs> I, I have that noted in. Yeah, I, know, like, I, I actually noted that. One of them talking female eyeballs. I put a giant LOL right next to that. I'm telling you, man, more justification for that beating that Goose was supposed to give him. Uh, so Garrett just pops up on the comm screen and sees Carson. Like, how the hell do these comm systems work? Right. The Raiders can't even screen calls. <laughs> like, you know, what happened to call waiting? Or does Garrett have like CIA level gear or something? I don't know. It's like that. It's like that scene from Demolition Man where like the video call just pops up. The girl's like in the shower. <laughs> so um, so Garrett gives Zach fifteen minutes to hand over the prospector, or he'll blow them to particles or something wow. before hanging up yet again. I can't remember his threat, but it made me realize he told him to get out. Like he's talking to space cops, but he's <laughs> always threatening them. Like every chance he gets, he threatens them. Right. Yeah. Because didn't didn't uh, Zach explain the situation to him? Doesn't didn't he tell him like, look, if you uh, if you blow us up, you're gonna die, or am I skipping it? He does say it, but I don't think that happens till a little bit later. Yeah, because they had a couple of little video chats. Yeah. Okay, so this is the part where Zach is asking uh, Carson why Garrett's after him, uh, and he says something about a treasure map and star stones. Uh, is it star stones again? Is it star stones again? Yep. I think it is. Ugh. You know, they come up all over the place. So get this. He explained to Zach what's going on. And uh, Wildfire is apparently a close talker. 
he tells his tail like an inch from Zack's face. <laughs> and he's pawing at him the whole time. That's what I know. So Zack can only take so much before he walks away. <laughs> I need you to smell the story. <laughs> I found it hilarious because I can relate. Not a fan of the close talker. <laughs> Personal space, old guy. Personal space. Yeah. You see this invisible <laughs> circle? You don't cross it. Like, okay, Stinky B, back up, man. Back up. Back up. Need a mint. So it appears that Carson found the claim in Jawbone and it pissed Garrett off. And uh, so the flashback shows how Garrett's ship tractor beamed Wildfire's ship, uh, which is pretty cool looking. It's a nice looking ship. It looks kind of like... Uh, what do you call it? It looks like Colt's ship from Saber Rider. It does. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit better. I mean, it has the front pieces a little bit better. Yeah. He's got like a little little more flair. Yeah, more angular. Yeah. So they get his ship aboard, but Wildfire is slippery, and he escaped on the rock hopper that he was flying in the beginning. So that pretty much catches us up to the beginning of the episode. Um, so Zach considers Hadney Carson over, which I loved. Yeah. It was <laughs> like. <laughs> he's like you're making my decision easier and easier you gotta go you gotta go you gotta, out out, out <laughs> of the pool loser out of the pool I won't kill you but I'll give you to somebody who will there you go yeah uh, so then Doc says he stabilized the isotopes but their weapons and comms are out of commission until they reach Reno 6 and it's only it's, it's only long distance comms so they can't t- talk with Beta <clears throat> that's why they can talk yes. with Carson right yeah yeah so Zach points at him and says Carson you got us into this mess. Uh, and then he asks him how to get out of it. Great leadership skills, Zach. Yeah, I'm like, how do you ask a criminal to help you get out of the problem, dude? <laughs> yeah. It makes like, no he's sense. He's the problem, but you're like, uh, fix it for me. Yeah, oh, now you want my help. <laughs> <laughs> so Wildfire says, don't point that glow-in-the-dark finger at me. That's right. Listen here, E.T. <laughs> and who knows where that's been? <laughs> he gave himself a bionic wank. <laughs> So, uh, Wildfire actually has a plan. He says he wrote down the access code to Garrett's ship when he escaped, and he could get them in. Uh, Then they have to get past his robot guard. He's kind of vague when he describes this part, which concerned me. Zack turns to Goose and asks how well he frisked Stinky Pete. (laughs) Goose is like, he's Stinky Pete, why am I frisking him? And then Goose shoots Zack the hate eyes again. (laughs) You can see, it's subtle. You can see like Goose looking at him hatefully <laughs> like, throughout the episode. Like, what the fuck? No, man. I... Like if if there was like a little bit of a score, like a like an ominous tone whenever Goose looks at him, like it would be a lot more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so You're making this up, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. Look at the needs episode. to be like the Kill Bill, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta look at it again now. <laughs> Everything goes red. It zooms in and out of his goose's eyes. So Carson pulls a scrap of paper from his shirt pocket. Holy crap, Zach was right. Goose is a failure. <laughs> but Zach gives him a chance to redeem himself. He says, Goose, grab it. But uh, Carson eats the paper before Goose can get to it. So Goose is dishonored, and he commits seppuku in front of everybody. <laughs> after, after getting burped on by Stinky Pete. <laughs> oh, that burp. That was, that was perfect. Yeah. So 
So Goose dies smelling of stinky pee. Yeah, stank up the whole command center. Now, now that time, he did give Zack a hateful look after he did not swallow. <laughs> I remember that look. He looked back. He was like, you believe this shit? You believe this shit? He's like, way to go, Goose. You're a loser. What the See, you do anything, Bionic Man. <laughs> uh, uh, so Carson says he's the only one that knows the code. Mm-hmm. Now they have to take him with them. They're going to board Garrett's ship. Oh, and that's when all hell breaks loose. The way Goose was acting before, I thought him and Stinky Pete were old friends. And no, I don't think they knew each other, man. I don't. He just played him dirty. I, I don't <laughs> think he knew him, man. I think he was just knew about him. Oh, he knew him by reputation? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what and it that, was. He was yeah. like, oh, man, so, he was probably kind of admiring. Because when they first... At the beginning, when they first mentioned Wildfire, they all did that double thing. They were like, Wildfire? Cody <laughs> Wildfire Carson. Yeah, they, so they all, I guess, he has like a reputation, I guess. Hmm. Well, except for Doc was the only one. That did. Was it Doc or Nico that didn't know him? Was one well, Doc, he, he just hates him. He hates everybody, so he doesn't care. He, he's he, has he was like, <laughs> who are we talking about like, now? F you, F you, F you, Stinky Pete. Oh, that, yeah, that a-hole again? Oh. Yeah, it's like, ass, <laughs> ass, you were. As long as he doesn't come down here so I don't have to smell him. He's down there talking to his little glowing triangle by himself. I hate those. I hate them all. <laughs> I hate them all. I wish they just died. Who understands me, prison computer. <laughs> so Zach gives him the plan. Okay. And Zach says he'll stay on the ship and stall Garrett. And just then Doc walks in. Then Zach says, you three board Garrett's ship. And Doc says, three? <laughs> the fuck? Like, my, my name is Paula. That's between y'all. I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you, eyebrows. I hate you. I hate you. I just walked in the room. Damn it. Son of, Son of a... Son of a... <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Zach tells Doc that he could probably help with disarming the minefield once they get on board. And also with the killer robot guard. He's like, what? Yeah, Doc doesn't take it well. So as they're gearing up, Carson tells Goose he won't budge without his own gear. Right. He says Betsy, his rifle, and his two six poppers. Never heard that before. Six poppers. I like it. He's hood. Uh, He's a hood guy. Right, right. <laughs> so while Goose is gone getting the gear, because he obeys <laughs> he obeys Carson for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I'll get your stuff. No problem. He's like, sure. Uh, so da- Doc asks about that, that robot guard that he mentioned. And... Uh, He's like, yeah, no, 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 it's it's guards, Doc, plural. <laughs> it's a dozen or two linebackers, as Wildfire describes them, uh, and then there's half a dozen skull crushers, and finally a big bastard for the boss battle called Mangler. Doc's fear is really played up for this part. I know he's making all types of squeaking and squirrely noises the whole time. He's like, <laughs> yep. he's like, ooh, ah, I'm like, stop, just stop, dude, stop. Well, passing your yeah, man. No, I mean, well, he needs to pass in his man card, making noises like that, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> he does. You know, but um, Doc is—he's pretty competent as a as a fighter, right? Like for somebody who's who's coming off like cowardly right now, he actually handles himself pretty well later on. Oh yeah, he's he's actually yeah, it was, he's actually I really think good. just like playing it for comedy or something. Yeah, I think he's always trying to be funny, which is part of it. It's a defense mechanism. It is. He's like, I hate you. I hate you all. I, <laughs> I had the way I can stand to be in the same room with you. <laughs> you just gotta laugh. Try to be funny. This is quirky. So you leave me alone. Can we just get this mission over with so I can go back to playing my crystal computer? Uh, now, 
I don't know if you know, um, Orbital, that Doc was like a, a computer psychologist before he became a Galaxy Ranger. <laughs> and then Zack recruited him against his will. <laughs> you think that was it? <laughs> He's like... I actually have a still... Like, I had it paused mm-hmm. when Zack is... Uh, is ruining Doc's day. <laughs> I captured Doc's expression, and it's pretty awesome. I'm gonna send it to you guys. Please do, man. It sounds, it sounds hilarious. <laughs> Doc's like, "What the? What the? F- <laughs> oh, the hell with all of you!" <laughs> I do like throughout the series. There's some points where they send Doc on missions with everybody. There's probably only one where he gets to actually go by himself, and that's also funny. Uh, yeah, so they suit up and they jump out the airlock. They're headed towards Garrett's ship. Meanwhile, Zack fails to screen his calls again, and Garrett pops up onto the screen, and Zack tells him about the explosive cargo. That's the point where he tells him that, you know, ah. if you shoot me, we all die. And Garrett says he's bluffing. And Zachary says, I never bluff. And then he follows by telling Garrett that he's transmitted the transcripts uh, to Beta of Garrett threatening them. So if Garrett fires on them and happens to survive the explosion somehow... Uh, he'll be hunted like a dog forever by Beta. Right. So anybody paying attention knows that Zachary was lying about the transmission to Beta. Of course. So he is bluffing right after he said he never bluffs. Exactly. Dirty liar. Lying big eyebrow having... Lie. Lie like a rug. I lie. Well, I mean, this part, it it actually bothered me because Zach may come off stuffy and like by the book, but usually those traits are accompanied by like a strong moral code and a sense of honor. Like, but Zach straight up lied to my man. Yeah. After seeing that, I feel like uh, either there's a level of complexity to his thought process that I hadn't considered. Well. Or he's just a bad person and Goose is right to hate him. Uh, and, you know, I kind of think the bad person thing might be kind of true because I noticed right away he was playing off like he didn't know Cody. Maybe he's the father-in-law. That makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be great if he's the father-in-law? Oh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> Awesome. That's like a nightmare for Zach. That'd be awesome. I love your daughter, but your your dad's an asshole. Like a close talking <laughs> father in law. That's just... right. Could you imagine? Eliza, I hate your father so much. He talks too close. He gets his spittle in my cornea. That would be the best episode ever. <laughs> so Goose, Wildfire, and Doc, they made it across the Garrett ship. And uh, they tell Carson to enter the code. Carson says something to the effect of, Yeah, I lied to your dumb asses. I never had the code. Yeah, he just wanted to get on the ship. Then he say, how do you open the door? He's like, like this. Yeah. The prospector aims his rifle, blows the lock away. Same way I got out. So Carson's shot, when he shoots the lock, I think deliberately, oh, he yeah. got the attention of the robot guards. Of course he did. Got the attention of the robots. <laughs> because as uh, <laughs> as Goose and Doc are fighting off waves of robots, it's a cool <laughs> battle scene, by the way. Oh, no, yeah. this battle scene is really cool. Basically, what happens, the whole ship transforms into the inside of the movie Tron. Yep. Yes! And then, yes. And then those those turtle aliens from the beginning of the fifth element have become Decepticons, and so they start attacking. <laughs> and <laughs> That's awesome. I was thinking of, um, remember that game, Robotron? Robotron, yes. yeah. It's Robotron, you shoot robots like, in all directions. Yeah, and they like... have like these little hands that look like electric outlets but they shoot stuff and after they fight a few of them they go and fight like a giant one that's basically like a darth vader as a bug and like uh goose (laughs) i know i'm like skipping ahead but this is just the abridgement so like the darth vader bug comes out and it's like kicking their ass so like goose goes super saiyan and becomes the oh come on becomes the golden goose (laughs) oh my goodness no no, we're not there yet we're not there yet (laughs) 
That's what I'm saying. This is like the first episode I ever saw. So I'm just sitting here watching. I'm like, okay, so that was actually a pretty awesome part, though. Yeah, no, it was. It, it was all like a really awesome part. I just like the, those are basically my notes. So I was like, oh, I have a a humorous abridged version of this scene. <laughs> it's just it's all just descriptions. <laughs> like the the turtle aliens of Fifth Element have become Darth Vader, and they're That's attacking. Beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. That is awesome, man. I thought they all looked like, I thought the robots looked like football players. Linebacker units, I'm like. Yeah, that's probably deliberate. Or like the the Cylons or whatever on steroids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cylons that learn how to bench press. Swole. Wildfire slips away. Where does he go? To the launch bay. And his awesome looking ship. And can you blame him, really? But as he caresses his ship's beautifully shaped and ample fuselage, uh, he gets attacked by a bunch of robots. So much for foreplay, I guess. More robots! (laughs) Wildfire is good with his six poppers. He makes short work of the robots in seconds. Draw, partner. Then gets the classic western hole blown through his hat. Right. Uh, Cut to Garrett's bridge where he's got Zack's smug face stonewalling him over the vidcom. He's still talking to Zack the (laughs) whole time this is going on. So Garrett says time's up, which makes Zack panic. And Wildfire is now aboard his own ship. It's a it's a small two-seater. And his ship's AI is a ceiling-mounted droid with eyes and a single tentacle that wraps around Carson's neck. That kind of disturbed me, actually. And he grabbed that. He grabbed the hell out of that shit. He strokes <laughs> the tentacle. Can... This is weird stuff. This might have been my introduction to hentai. <laughs> I was a little... I was a little unnerved. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I... And, and the my voice... actual reaction was, Oh, he touched its dick! <laughs> And the voice was killing me. Voice. <laughs> yeah, because at first I thought it was like it sounded the name sounded female. So I'm like, okay, if, if it's a female, then that's just a weird tentacle with a bad placement. But no, then the voice is like, oh, hello. I'm like, oh, I touched his dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I like how you held off on the touch his dick part. Hold on, I need more information. Yeah, it might be a, it might be a woman robot. Hold on, no, 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 he touched it. Dick. Uh, uh, so Carson launches, and then Garrett spots the ship leaving. So then Garrett turns to the weapon control, but is stopped at gunpoint by Goose and Doc. Doc says it's all over, and he goes, "Oh yeah!" And suddenly the floor opens up, and that's when the Mangler emerges, the Darth Vader bug. Yes. It's a larger robot than the others. It has insect-like characteristics. Needless to say, this was my least favorite one of the robots. Space I roach. Freaking hate bugs. Yep. So, <clears throat> so they shoot the mangler to no avail. Vader bug. His armored hide absorbs laser fire. So Goose puts his pistols away and badges up. Then he does a shoulder charge at the mangler and gets thrown back. Now this is where uh, you start to get an idea of how cool Goose's power is. Yep. You've seen him heal, you've seen him breathe in space, you've seen his incapacitated arms turn to indestructible metal. But this, I think, was the most unique use of his uh, adaptive bio-defenses. His whole body goes gold and featureless. Then he punches a hole in the floor and rips out a high-voltage power cable. So while holding the cable, he wraps his arms around the mangler and crushes the huge robot to dust. But my question is, how does he know where the power cable is? Because that's what happens when you go Super Saiyan, dude. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, man. Seriously, he went he went Super Saiyan. He became the Golden Goose, and then he used the heart of the bear to <laughs> grab the Vader bug and give him a bear hug. 
to right. death. And yeah, he killed him. I just want a hug. Uh, you know what? I just got that golden goose part. <laughs> yeah. Doc said it. Doc said it. Yeah, he did yeah. say it. He does, say, he does say about the golden goose. That's all, I put that in the notes. I was, like, I was like, goose went super saiyan and became the golden goose. Whoa. <laughs> and badass. then like the next note was like, oh, he, he used the bear hug right. to kill the Vader bug. Right. No punches. Just going to hold on to it with this wire mm. in my hand while I'm holding him. Uh, uh, he's like, do you smell what the rock's cooking? Do you think that was like Rock's first draft? Because I think he had like a few different, like he, he had a few attempts before he finally got to. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I think he was like, yeah, like I'm cooking something and it smells. <laughs> <laughs> Where was it? Uh, G- Golden Goose used the uh, heart of the bear to kill the baby. Yes. Okay. So then Zach pops up on uh, Garrett's screen and starts gloating. Uh, he's a total douche. Yes, he is, man. Especially in this episode. <laughs> And then he tells Doc to call Beta using Garrett's He's gear. Like, and Garrett's like, what? I thought you already what? called Beta. And Zach goes, yeah, I lied. You're stupid. We win, Biznatch. You telling me you swindled the swindler? <laughs> and then Goose asks where Carson is. And as if on cue, Wildfire pops up onto Zach's screen and does some gloating of his own as he yodels out of their reach. Doesn't he tell him if, he ever, if they ever need him, they can yodel for yeah, him? Like, yeah. Like he will come. And then he demonstrates how to do it. <laughs> Just put your lips together and yodel. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, you know, that just means you gotta show up again. <laughs> Zach is like, I swear, I will jettison the first person to yodel straight out into space. Looks dead at Goose. <laughs> Goose is already wearing, like, one of those, like, German things. He's, like, oh, snapping yeah. the suspenders, you know? He's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the leader hoses. Yeah, he's wearing the leader hose and he just, he just snaps him. Like, Zach turns around, what? He's got the little wood shoes on, too. He's <laughs> Looking at you, Goose. Yeah, you just hear the clogs snap together. Clunk, clunk. He's got one of those little hats with a feather on it. Tilted off to the side. <laughs> He's like, Hold on, let me put down my hot cocoa. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Back to Doc in the corner. Uh. Goose hates Zach. I hate you. Yeah, he's just like, I, I hope this ship explodes and kills us all. Maybe it's a blackmail thing, dude, for Doc. But he's like, you know something, man? You gave my computer some bad advice. And instead of me suing you, you have to join the Galaxy Rangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to have a Lando Calrissian mustache. You know he does look like him. There he is, Billy D. That's right. Well, what have we here? That's right, that dude. <laughs> it's Little Richard, man. His name was Little Richard. Oh my god, you're right. You're right. Good golly, <laughs> Miss Rich. Molly. That's right. Little Richard, man. Bop, bop, he, makes, bop. he makes the noises too, man. Think about it. Uh, yeah, when he was explaining <laughs> all the Vader bugs. Revoke man card. He starts spraying his hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just let your soul glow. Activate it. Got that glow. <laughs> Oh man. It's so good. You know what? It's always the end of the episode that like takes a left turn and stays there. Because <laughs> we have completed our task. Now yes. we can let all the crazy out. Well done, guys. Well done. Thank you. Uh, that was fun. Was all right. Fun we're, I'm going to close it out now. We're going to do our sign off. Okay, listener. That was Wildfire. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode eight titled Ghost Station. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. We're also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review us. We'll give you beer. Too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things. But no beer. No beer. 
Visit our website, series6podcast.com, the number six. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. That's galaxyrangers, no space, at email, not gmail, e, because orbital bacon is excellent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Keep listening after our sign-off to hear Eric Cruz's cover of No Guts, No Glory. It'll make you pee a little, you know, from the excitement. I'd like to thank our guest host <laughs> for doing a fantastic job. It was lots of fun having you on. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I think I'm being a little laughing at you, man. Starting the party early. So, how can our two listeners find you online, Orbital Bacon? Uh, I've got a YouTube channel just called Orbital Bacon. Uh, and then they can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Orbital Bacon. Excellent. So, we've been your host. I'm RD. I'm Jay. And I'm Orbital Bacon. And two-thirds of us will see you next time. Disengage your freaking hyperdrives. Bye. Okay. Nice going, Jay. (laughs) That was the Millennium Falcon just flew by, man. I I had to go, man. I just had to go. Sorry. (laughs) It just happened. It has to make the castle run in under however many parts. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Was it 12 parts? I I don't know. Shit, that sounded like they were going for 10. Somewhere in the future, far away from here, travel is waiting on a last frontier. Into this world of unknown danger, they ride. Dead a galaxy ranger, zeros in the sky. No gas, no glory, no pain, no gain. One for all. Yeah.